Yo, today's QOD is, I believe you can be a great one. Here we go. the day show i'm your host sean croxton of seancroxton.com we got zig ziglar on the show today he's going to talk about your self-image and how when someone else sees greatness in you you start to see your own greatness and if you were to ask me like what are some of the most pivotal moments of your life i would say to you they were the times when somebody took me aside and said, hey, Sean, I want to talk to you about something. And they said to me, you know, when you apply yourself, you're the smartest kid in class. You know, you have greatness in you. It wasn't long ago, about a year and a half ago, when uh, Dr. Serini Pillay, who's the author of my favorite book, Life Unlocked, scheduled a Zoom call with me. And he's like, Sean, you can build a billion-dollar business. Like, you can do really, really big things, man. And it's just hearing those things from other people are just monumental. And I think more of us need to be the person who takes somebody aside and says, yeah, like you're the one, you are him, you are her, like you've got greatness in you. You can do amazing things with your life. And so I encourage you today or this week, send somebody an email, send somebody a text, call up somebody, take somebody out to lunch and tell them how great they are. Zig Ziglar's coming up. My whole world changed one day. Went to an all-day training session in Charlotte, North Carolina. Lived in Lancaster, South Carolina, which is about 38 miles south of there. Spent the day, didn't learn a thing. How many have ever spent a day and learned absolutely nothing? Okay, that's about what happened to me. I got back home that evening. I had a demonstration. I conducted a demonstration, got in about 11.30 that night. Our daughter kept us up most of the rest of the night. At 5.30 the next morning, the alarm clock. In those days, they were alarm clocks. Today, they're opportunity clocks. I mean, if you can hear one, that means you got a chance to get up and go. If you can't hear it, that might mean you done got up and gone. And depending on what you believe, that can be very bad. Well, anyhow, that alarm clock sounded off at 5.30 to get me up to go to the second day of the training school. Force of habit, I rolled out of bed. We were living in a little three-room apartment above a grocery store. I cracked the Venetian blind and looked out, and it said, Ziegler, anybody with bat brains won't get out there and miss all of that ice and snow, driving a little old Crosley automobile without a heater. Man, don't be ridiculous. I did what any intelligent person would do. I got back in bed. But as I lay there, the words of my mother came back to me. And again, here's that repetition that's so important. My mother preached me a thousand sentence sermons. When a task is once begun, you leave it not until it's done. And be a matter great or small, you do it well or not at all. She said, your word is your bond. And she said, if your word is not worth anything, then nothing about you or what you have is worth anything at all. 
When I had taken the job, I had agreed that I would be at every sales meeting and every training session. And though I had done nothing in the business in two and a half years, not only had I never missed a meeting, I had never even been late for one. That early input in my mind rolled me out of bed. I went to the meeting. That's where my whole life changed. A man named P.C. Merrill was there. Mr. Merrill was my hero. He had set all of the records with that company. He had written all of the training programs with that company. And at the end of the session, I still don't remember what I learned in the session itself. But when it was over, he took me aside. He said, Zig, I want to talk to you privately. Now, many of you might have a little trouble identifying with this today because a lot of times people see me today and they cannot conceive of the way I was. I was thrilled to death that Mr. P.C. Merrill, my hero, was willing to spend a few minutes just with me. There were 21 other people there he could have talked to. He chose me. The conversation lasted probably less than two minutes. By design or by happenstance, I don't know which it was, he got me in a corner. He said, Zig, I've been watching you for the last two and a half years, and I have never seen such a waste. Now, that'll get your attention. I said, Mr. Merrill, what do you mean? He said, Zig, I believe you could be a great one. I believe you could go all the way to the top. I believe you could become a national champion. I believe, Zig, that if you really recognized your own ability and went to work on a regular schedule, that someday you could be an executive in this company if you chose to do so. Now, please understand, he's talking to a little guy from a little town who was going to struggle all of his life. I never thought I'd live in the slums, but I neither did I honestly think I'd ever have more than one suit of clothes. And here's a man saying, you could be an executive. You could be a national champion. You could be a great one. I said, Mr. Merrill, do you really believe that? He said, Zig, I know it. I'm here to tell you that the picture of myself changed dramatically. There's an old and true statement. A lot of people have gone a lot further than they thought they could because somebody else thought they could. Now, I want to emphasize two points. First of all, Mr. Merrill was a man of unquestioned integrity. I knew he was speaking truth. I knew that was the way he felt. Had I thought for one moment that he was just telling me that So I'd go sell more cookware so he would look good. Then it would have had zero impact. But knowing him as I knew him and knowing his reputation, he said, you could be a great one. I believed him. Now, let me emphasize the second point. When he said, go to work on a schedule so enormously important. Let me emphasize that at that point, I knew how to get prospects. I knew how to make appointments. I knew how to conduct demonstrations and handle objections, and I knew the sales closes. The salesman was ready, but the man was not ready. Until you get the man ready, the salesman is not going to get ready. Until you get the person ready, the teacher is not going to be ready. You got to be before you can do. I had already been trained in the skills and techniques. And now the confidence that goes with a healthier self-image was my own. 
When I left that meeting that day, I'll tell you, I was floating on cloud nine. That little Crosley automobile, how many of you ever remember that little Crosley automobile? That little Crosley automobile without a heater, I mean, it never touched the ground on the way back. When I addressed the three couples who were there that evening, had they been even half smart, they would have opened the demonstration by saying, okay, Zig, we know you're going to be the national champion this year. Uh, don't worry about a demonstration. Just give us something to eat, man, and we'll go ahead and buy. They never had a chance. Now, let me emphasize something very important. I had not learned anything about selling, but I'd learned a whole lot about me. And when my image changed, everything about me had changed. I finished that year the number two salesman in America out of over 7,000. I had the best promotion that company had to offer. The next year, I was the highest paid manager in the United States with them. Three years later, I became the youngest divisional supervisor in the 66-year history of that company. Today, ladies and gentlemen, I never make a talk whether I'm speaking here in Dallas, Texas to you in this magnificent Myerson Symphony Hall, or whether I'm speaking to a dozen retired Baptist preachers a few years ago, or whether I'm speaking to 23,000 FFAers up in Kansas City, or whether I'm speaking to anybody anywhere, I always pray, Lord, make me a P.C. Merrill in the life of the people who are there. I travel a lot. I get to meet a lot of people. I seldom get to know anyone, and I'm the loser as a result of it. I wish I could. I wish I could meet and come to know every person who ever sits in my audience. Every person who picks up one of my books, every person who listens to one of my tapes, I wish that I could get to know that person on a personal basis. But of course, I know that is impossible. But if I could, and please let this substitute for what I would say to you, I would look you straight in the eye and I would say to you, you were born to win. There are 12 billion people that have walked the face of this earth. There has never been another one like you. You're rare. You're different. You are special. You are unique. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. You were born to win. But in order to be that winner, you got to plan to win. You got to prepare to win. Then and only then can you legitimately expect to win. That was Zig Ziglar. His website is Ziglar.com. You can check out today's entire talk on an audio program. You can find it at audible.com. It is called Master Your Winning Edge Success Legacy Library. All right, my friend, do not miss tomorrow's episode. It's probably my favorite clip of the entire year. It is something that everybody needs to hear. Hopefully, I will see you then. I'm out. Peace. Peace.